What do you spray on a natural crop to keep the pests away? That has always been a struggle in New Zealand because many of the chemicals are toxic. Perithrum is a natural alternative and up until now hasn't been available in the New Zealand market. Now it is, thanks to Palga. And food producers and growers are demanding less toxic or harmful products according to their Asia Pacific manager Gerwin Jones. Now what does that mean? Natural pyrethrum is the answer and the antidote to using toxic products in horticulture and pest control. And until two years ago, a New Zealand grown source of pyrethrum wasn't available. Now it is thanks to Greg Duncan at Pyrethrum New Zealand, based in Hawke's Bay where the pyrethrum is grown, and Pelga can now meet the demand for New Zealand grown pyrethrum that isn't at risk from costly shipping, via international supply chains that are now varying so wildly. Horticulture and pest control now have a locally grown pyrethrum source. Thanks to Pelgar, thanks to Gerwin Jones. Fascinating chat, let's take a listen. So tell me a little bit about uh, Pelgar and then what your interest is in having um, some of the raw materials grown in Hawke's Bay. Now, Palgar's been around for over 20 years. We were a, a sort of UK-based company. Originally started with developing public health products, which is your, your rodent bait, uh, your insecticides for public health use. Uh, for example, we supply products into Vietnam, which the government uses then to help control the mosquitoes for dengue fever. So there's that side of the business. We've got the rodenticide side. So we've sort of been in that public health sector for quite some time. Um, and um, for us, it was, you know, we do different sort of insecticides in different areas. Um, New Zealand and Australia, definitely big markets for us. And in New Zealand, what we've noticed over the years, particularly in the pest control sector and from our food producers, they are demanding sort of products that are less toxic, less harmful to the environment. Um, so just sort of for us, We'll look, we, we already produce a natural pyrethrum product in the UK. Um, we, will be, we sell that in the UK, and that's sourced through uh, natural pyrethrum from, from a different company, which is actually grown in Tasmania. And we got approached probably about two years ago by Pyrethrum New Zealand, Greg Duncan, to see if there was any opportunity. And sort of kept in touch with him. And... We've seen a change then where, you know, people are looking for New Zealand-grown, New Zealand-made products. And we thought, well, why not? You know, you know, there's a demand for it. And I think with COVID really sort of hit the nail on the head where at the moment we have got issues. I think everyone has with supply chain, trying to get products into country, shipping products from the UK down to New Zealand, Australia, Singapore has taken a lot longer. And I thought, well, why not produce a locally made product in Hawke's Bay, well, basically with Hawke's Bay grown natural pyrethrum for the New Zealand pest control industry and possibly horticulture industry. Um, at the moment, the products that are used by the farms down there would be produced with, you know, non-New Zealand grown product. And I thought, well, is an opportunity. And Greg's a great bloke, really get on well with him. I thought, well, let's get behind this and just support this business and you know, do something completely different. 
So if I've understood correctly, um, you know, Pelgar is a, a multinational company that has manufacturing across multiple countries and um, would traditionally, would have historically, would the company have formulated most of its insecticides or rodenticides from uh, chemical formulations rather than natural formulations? Right. So we've got two production sites. We've got one in Alton in the UK, in Hampshire, and we've got one at Telford, which is up near sort of not too far from the Welsh borders. So Telford makes the insecticides, Alton makes the rodenticides. We have got um, a military side to the business as well that does repellents for the military and CBRM products, things, different things like that. So, yeah, traditionally, you know, we operate in over 80 countries. Um, we have throughout the globe, we, we, we supply products into obviously America, North America, South America, Asia Pacific, Europe, Africa, Middle East, so all over the place. So New Zealand, Australia are you know, very big markets for us. So yeah, you are right. We've sort of, we normally, you know, we have got a natural side to our business. We've done diatomaceous earth. We work with natural parisian already in the UK and we supply natural parisian products from the UK, made in the UK into Africa, for example, you know, for the, um, you know, cocoa plants there, things like that. So we, we're we not new to natural prairie room. We've been working with it for quite some time. But the New Zealand angle is completely new. That's fresh. That's, yeah, pretty much, yeah. You've got a, a, a range of, of products, very successful across a, a number of areas that certainly would help um, farmers in terms of, you know, controlling and making sure that their, their crops for people uh, managed, but this all comes out of you know UK manufacturing, yep. not New Zealand. Which uh, no. usually I wouldn't be chatting to a company like yours uh-huh. because <laughs> it's uh, we're about New Zealand made. So when did Greg approach you with the perithrum side of things, or or did you actually discover what what he was doing with these um, with these naturally grown ingredients? The key approach to us would have been about um, two years ago and, you know, with an opportunity to do something with us globally. And the trouble is, is, you know, we go through a lot of natural parithrum and the amount of parithrum that you get from the crops um, that we would use would, yeah, it, the, 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 um, the, the capacity is not there to do that at that stage. But as I said, I've kept in touch with Greg looking to do something in New Zealand and you know, because, you know, him, I've been to the fields, you've seen the photographs there, you know, there's quite a, you know, quite a, you know, it's been going around now for about, I think about five, six years, he's been sort of developing the crops, and it takes a while to develop it. And, and I'm really, you know, during COVID, I thought, right, let's sort of get behind this and sort of see if we can produce something in New Zealand that we then can, you know, give to the New Zealand industry, pest control and to, and to the farmers. And it just cuts down, to be honest, shipping water, because when you produce something in the UK, you ship it down to New Zealand, you basically ship in water. But so if we can produce it in New Zealand with obviously New Zealand active, which is the natural parithrum, um, fantastic. So that's what, we, that's what we looked at. And it's supporting industry, supporting business, giving people jobs. And for us, it was, you know, it was a good move to do. Talking to the pest control industry, you know, some of the major players that we talk to, they're all behind this initiative uh, where they've traditionally used, obviously, products that are made overseas. They're very keen to support New Zealand businesses. And I think the important thing behind this is, you know, the EPA at the moment um, in New Zealand, they're reviewing quite a few chemicals 
Um, so there's going to be some restricted use on things possibly in the future. And there's this real big drive for natural or organic compounds, organic insecticides, something that's, that's safe. And I thought, well, this is a great story. This is a great product to get behind. And, you know, let's really sort of give it a go. I remember talking to Greg because he applied for the New Zealand Grown Kiwi trademark. I think it was about maybe 18 months ago, two years ago. And then a, just over, must have been seven months ago, he emailed me and he said, I'm, I'm cancelling. And I said, you're cancelling, but you're you're like a leading star in this you know, natural uh, product. I think this is a, a really great thing. And he goes, I, I need a partner. I'm the grower. I need someone that can get it to market. And I don't need those people to see that it's New Zealand grown because they'll know it's New Zealand grown. And so we had this chat and decided actually the best thing isn't for him to to use the license the distributors should use the license like Pelga because you can then tell the end customer that this is New Zealand grown and it is a a product that's that's safe um what what goes into when you're thinking about who's going to buy uh, the product uh, what goes into the labeling side of it yeah, it's it's an interesting one. It's um, at the moment um, it's going to be quite dynamic because the initial thought was to launch the product to the professional pest control sector because um, I said I've, I've been in the pest control industry now for over twenty years, um, so I know the industry pretty well, and I sit on the executive council for the Pest Management Association of New Zealand, so I sort of understand what the members are looking for. And in that field, as I said, there's but a demand for, you know, we're looking at everything from lavender oils to citrus. Everybody, you know, people just want something organic or something natural. So from our point of view, when I've spoken to, you know, to the guys, to the major players, you know, these are the major big pest control companies, you know, <laughs> everyone knows their names. And, you know, there's a demand for that. And I thought, right, okay, let's go with a professional pest control label first. And then I'm starting to get inquiries from crop growers that would grow kiwi fruit or grapes and saying, actually, the wine industry could do with something. So I think initially our plan is to launch with, we've already got it registered. It's already approved by the EPA. We've got a short quality approval. Uh, we've got MPI approval. So it's ready to go. We've done the label. I say the label's got the lovely Made in New Zealand logo on the front. Um, so that's ready to go for launch for pest, I would say, within the next month or two, the professional pest control. And then the next stage then from that is to seek um, possibly ACVM approval, which is MPI for use on crops. That would be the next stage. And then I would like to meet with BioGrow down in Wellington and discuss with them to see what we need to do with regarding getting BioGrow certification for it to get that stamp. and then. That that for me, once we've done all that, that's the job done. And it'll be it'll be quite nice to have that because then the farmers in Hawke's Bay or the vineyards in Hawke's Bay that are currently using product that is, you know, obviously sourced from overseas with the active can actually use product that's got a Hawke's Bay grown flower extract in there, which would be quite quite a neat story to have. And the name of the product is is it Pygar Natural? Pygar Natural. That's P-Y-G-A-R. 
yeah, Polygon Natural. Um, we do a Polygon Professional at the moment, which is natural perithrum. We make this in the UK, but it's laced with PBO, which is a synergist. And that's used by a lot of the major food companies to fog their warehouses for quick knockdown for, for, for insects. Trouble is with obviously natural insecticides, PBO is pretty much one of those ones on the blacklist that you can't have with the MRL. So we're looking for a natural product. Uh, look, from this, you know, where, where else do we go? It's, um, you know, we do quite a lot of, lot of work in Singapore and Singapore government, uh, well, the park, national parks there have said, well, you're not allowed to use any non-organic insecticide on any of our parks in Singapore. So that's going to be done with natural pyrethrum. That's fantastic. So it's a it's an opening market for for those growers or the the wineries. Um, there's then the the question of well, will it be as effective? Like as there's part of them that, that probably wants to um, minimize the 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 damage to the the environment. But there's also another part that wants to make sure that their crops not eaten alive or they they don't have infestations that. Uh, they've never seen or experienced before because they're using, you know, effective sets of chemicals. Uh, how do you get that trust that the natural version is going to be as effective as previous uh, products that they've used in the past? I think if you look at currently at the moment, I know quite a few growers down there, down in Hawkesbury, throughout New Zealand, that is currently using a natural insecticide uh, and it's going really well for them. Uh, Bostocks, for example, down in Hawke's Bay. You drive around Hawke's Bay, you know, they'll say no spray, you know, we're treating with an organic insecticide. That would be possibly our competition but that, that's being used down there. So it's been used in the industry for quite some time. Uh, we use it quite a lot in the UK on covered crops such as tomatoes, things like that. And the beauty about treating with an organic compound or natural compound is once the crop has been treated, you can harvest pretty quickly. Um, and then from Greg's point of view, and this is and this is where it falls really nice with Hawke's Bay, the natural from crops that grow in the fields, they're extremely drought tolerant. So you can have very little rain down there and the crops will give you some nice flowers. And so from that point of view, it's a nice crop for him to have to grow in that area. And I think for us, New Zealand, you know, as a market would the the, the active that Greg would supply us from his crops in New Zealand would keep up with the demand in New Zealand. I think if we wanted to put it outside to the rest of Asia Pacific, then you'd have to have a lot more farms coming on board on a lot more flowers. So there's is opportunity there for as much as Greg wants to, to take uh, yeah. in terms of the relationship with Palgar and potentially more if it becomes uh, something that can be exported and have that BioGrow certification with it. Would that be right? Yeah, correct. And if you think about New Zealand's clean, green, clean, green image overseas, mm. um, you know, what I've noticed, particularly working in Vietnam, anything, you know, the Vietnamese are very insistent on having made in the UK on the, on the label, even though, you know, you're trying to get away from it. They want the Union Jack on there, but more so they would like something made in New Zealand. So from our point of view, yeah, Greg's position where he's got his product, you know, clean green, made in New Zealand, if we can get BioGrow approval, you know, get all the other approvals, you know, it's a really nice story to actually sell into Asia, particularly into the region. We've got a New Zealand-grown insecticide. 
Um, and look, it's the only, it'll be the only one, you know. No one else in New Zealand's growing natural parathrum. And at the moment, it can, natural parathrum comes out of Tasmania. Um, some of it comes out of China, some out of, out of Africa. You know, nowhere else in the world. It's, so it's, it's, it's a unique position to be in. New Zealand-made Kiwi trademark is relied upon by over 1,500 New Zealand businesses to gain a market origin advantage in the markets they operate, both domestically and internationally. Check to see if the good, service or software that you make is eligible at buynz.org.nz. When you said before that you'd been in the in this industry for twenty plus years, yeah. this wouldn't be the first choice of industries for many people. You know, rodents, insects, chemicals. What first got you into it? And then the second part of that question is what kept you going. I think um, obviously grew up in Wales. And um, after I left university, done a few jobs and then joined, obviously, international pest control company, which is Rentakill in the UK. And 22, 23 years ago, they transferred me to New Zealand. Wow. So you, you travelled with the company and that gave you the, the career shift yeah. to come so, here and you left Wales. Yeah, so I left Wales, came to New Zealand all those years ago. Um, I was only supposed to be here for two years of comment, <laughs> and that didn't happen. So I loved New Zealand so much, became a citizen, a resident since then, citizen, and uh, family now in New Zealand. And yeah, I joined Palga, would have been about nearly eight years ago. So used to go back to the UK every six to 12 months, you know, to the office, and travel a lot around Asia Pacific, um, running, always running the region for them. So I think pest control, you know, as an industry, it sort of survives pandemics. It survives everything because what we predicted and is, you know, just as COVID was, you know, coronavirus then was kicking off is that pests would forage. Uh, you know, basically, they would actually go pretty crazy and they have. You know, we've seen, you know, explosion in rat numbers, explosion in mouse numbers. We've got plagues now in Australia with mice. Um, we've got obviously mosquito problems in Vietnam and other areas of the world. Um, so from our point of view, it's sort of the industry has done pretty well, you know, through COVID, you know, our members at PMANS have still been able to work. You know, we were, they were deemed essential workers because they're providing a service to the food industry and making sure everyone, you know, pests are under control. So as an industry, it's enjoyable. You know, it's, you know, it's, um, you, it never leaves you. You sort of enjoy when someone's got a rat or mouse problem in their roof, you're more than happy to help out and go and try and catch the fella. So it always throws up challenges. So not one day is the same. Every day is different in pest control. Just talking about the pandemic side of there, and there's been an explosion um, in, in insects and pests. As humans retreated almost to lockdowns in countries, did um, insects and pests then take advantage of that? Yeah, and they came out looking for food. In New York, for example, the restaurants weren't opening, so there was no scraps and bins for the rats to feed on. So, and they were bold, so they're, just, they're there then wandering the streets looking for food. Um, and yeah, it, do, it was very interesting to see things were happening. And then in Vietnam, for example, or in Asia, 
you know, people were locked down, so they couldn't clean, you know, the you know, their drain or the, you know, the the water sources. So you know, the breeding sites for mosquitoes they weren't being diminished. You know, so the mosquitoes were breeding, insects were breeding, cockroaches, everything was breeding. So we saw it. We've seen an explosion of pests. Um, and look, we're seeing it now in New Zealand. Um, we think we're predicting we're going to have a pretty bad rodent season ahead of us. Uh, which is not going to be good, but for us as pest controllers and supplying the products, it's quite a nice place to be. Um, so yeah, it's sort of we've, we've done okay as an industry. So and it's one that I, I enjoy. You know, it's sort of it changes. It changes rapidly. You know, your government legislation. Um, you know, we, you know, you're trying to reduce your environmental footprint as manufacturers as well. Trying to look how to do things safer. Best practices to make sure. The end users are using your product properly and not, you know, mixing them by the label. Um, you know, things like that. It's always sort of evolving and training and education. Uh, yeah. Is there any advice you'd have for homeowners or um, institution facility managers, like big buildings, commercial sites, um, knowing what you know, kind of on the inside of what products are going to be in demand? What, what's that going to mean for someone that? looks after buildings or, or large swaths of land? I think coming to the season now, I'm starting to see, we're starting to get quite a few interesting emails and photos coming through of how things are tracking in New Zealand for this upcoming season, particularly with rodents. I suppose the big thing is housekeeping. You know, as a pest controller, you know, people say, oh, I've got rats, I've got mice. and But yet you look around food places, warehouses, there's spilled food. There's holes in the walls. You know the 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 lawns are not 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 mown around. You know there's plenty of places for rodents to live and hide. I think the main thing is is you know basically make sure your housekeeping's up up, up to scratch. Uh, make sure your building's got some good proofing. So you're looking basically you're looking to you know exclude them from any building, restrict movement. So make things things are clean and tidy. And then the final one is obviously just to kill them, to just destroy them, and any sort of institution, I'd recommend looking at a professional pest control company to come in, do a survey, see what options you've got, you know, what, what, what they can offer you. Um, but at this stage, going into the season, I would start to look at it now rather than later. Um, so there's actually because, a rat season? Yes. Yeah, when does the... It comes like this. It's sort of, so it's more used to come like in waves. So as, as a company, it's very, a very interesting one. So... You'd have your big run on rodents during certain times of the year, then you'd have run on insects. So, you know, so you'd plan for your seasons. But what we've seen now since COVID is that season's just flat. There's just one line now. There's wow. now this sort of cyclical business. So even though we can't see them in our cities or our, our towns, there is now a buildup of more insects, more rodents all around us than there was before COVID. Yes. Yeah. Even in New Zealand where things have gone back to normal. Even in New Zealand, you think about um, obviously our credit to free. We've got guys out there doing the traps and things like that, you know, sort of prior to COVID. During COVID, they couldn't do that because we were all locked down. We couldn't go anywhere. So, of course, these rats then are thinking, where else can we go? And then they've come into the urban environment. And then like Australia now, you know, the fact, you know, I've seen videos of a woman's veranda with there's hundreds of mice jumping on the veranda. And and, and at night, uh, the poor thing, her, the, you've got mice chewing the fingers of her daughter at night as she sleeps and asking advice how to control them. So, you, you know, it's just 
crazy. That is an unusual side effect. I've, I've always I've kind of taken in mind that the pandemic is one problem, but it then has these other effects, these second order and third order consequences of them that might take months or sometimes years. And it sounds like the the rodent and pest problem is one that's only just starting to to really play out. Um, Gurwin, where does uh, where will people be able to get the Pygar natural product uh, when it becomes uh, available? Okay, so very simple. In New Zealand, we sell through a di- distributor. Um, it's called Garrods. They're based in Penrose in Auckland. We're, they're our major distributor and partner that sell throughout Australia and New Zealand for us. Uh, they've been around for over 30 years, and I've known them for pretty much 15 to 16. Well, I've probably known them for yeah, nearly probably over 20 years. So I've known known the team there, Vaughan and Ash and Rod. So um, we'd supply it through that, like we do with our other products. We've got Pygar Professional, Simicrol Super, all our other insecticides and rodent bait we supply through Garrods. So we'll be available through Garrods, which they're extremely keen to yeah. So for um, businesses or individuals, they can go to Garrods, or can you ask your, your current um, pest exterminator uh, to get the products through Garrods as well? Is that something that's available? It depends if people want to use it. Um, it depends on the individual pest controller, whether he wants to do a treatment for you or actually sell you the chemical. Because, you know, if you just want a treatment down your house with a natural pyrethrum, then the pest controller would come in and do that for you. Whereas if you wanted to, then you could purchase a product yourself uh, from, from the likes of Garrods and then do, do the treatment. It depends on what people want. Um, but I always say it's best to use a professional. It's, um, for example, I've had ant treatments done on my house and I see these guys doing it that have been doing it all their lives. And even I'm a pest controller. I look at those and go, wow, you know, you learn so much from them. So it's normally, it's, it is best pay the extra money and get someone decent to do it because at least then you know they've done a good job and um, everything's been covered. And nine times out of 10, they'll find something else. Very true. There was a... Um the the business owner for a company in Hawke's Bay called Ace Eradicators. I interviewed him a few years back and he was telling me a story about how uh, a woman asked him to to come in and look for what the problem was and he was looking in the, the kitchen, looking around for, you know, where could there be any problems and he just looked at a, a power socket and said, it's there. And she said, well, you don't know that. You haven't looked at anything yet. And he said, no, I can, I can smell those ants here. And she goes, no, you can't. And he said, well, if, if I remove that electrical outlet, I think you're going to find why your washing machine isn't working anymore. And lo and behold, unlocked the, the screws, took the, the socket off, and there's just ants congregating around the heat of the electrical sockets. But he yeah, knew that. Uh, he, yeah, Unbelievable. Pests are so resourceful. It's um, yeah, it's every you say every day is different because um, you know New Zealand as we get you know the hot and, and look you know for example parts of New Zealand suffer from different pests you know with the humidity in Auckland um, you know down to obviously the dryness in Hawke's Bay Christchurch as well you know so from you know, all different parts you know as in different temperatures as well will will affect different pests so from that point of view yeah it's uh, I can fully understand. What's going on there? 
Well, thank you very much for sharing your story with Pelgar today, as well as the exciting news around the Pygar natural product. Uh, what a great introduction for many organizations that probably haven't used natural products before. That There's now a, an option for them that is supplied from Pelgar that's grown here in New Zealand. And uh, hopefully within you know the next 12 months, once you get those certifications, uh, we see some of this product potentially being exported as well. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be, you know, appreciate obviously taking the time today to talk about this because, you know, you're sort of never too, you know, obviously when we first contacted you to think, well, you know, you know, is this going to be, new, you know, how are we going to do this? And then I thought, wow, you know, the fact that we've got this farmer in Orks Bay that's growing these flowers, you know, and I've seen how he does it and, how, and you know, and it's fantastic. And you're thinking, well, if we can help this business to do something, and I know he's now upscale to growing more and more, which is great. And you can see this progression and you're thinking, well, where is this going to be in five to 10 years time? You know, we could have a serious natural pyrethrum industry in New Zealand as a really good export. And you to be part of that, to be part of that journey and to help the guys in Hawke's Bay, oh, great. You know, it sort of you know, really, really sort of makes you sort of want to get up and think, right, let's do this. Absolutely. It's a natural partnership because Greg... He said to me, I just want to grow. I don't want to sell. I just want to grow. <laughs> and then your organization, you know how to sell and distribute. You've got that that network. So I think there's every chance of success. No, I'm really looking forward to it. And it and look, you work with challenges. It's like Greg's teaching me think little things like to do with um better get special bottles that have triple UV filtered because if sunlight hits the product in a normal bottle, it zaps the natural pyrethrum, which is what it's supposed to do because it's a natural insecticide. So you need special bottles so you haven't just got a bottle of water when the sun hits it. Things like that, you're sort of learning all the time. Getting all those details correct. Well, appreciate your time today. Thank you for being no, on Akiri Original. We yep. will share this out with the NZ Made fans, and um, yeah, you're you're welcome to share it across your social networks as well. No, appreciate that, Ryan. Thanks very much for your time. That's it for another episode of A Kiwi Original. Remember to subscribe on the podcast or on YouTube to receive the next episode. If you got value from this episode, please share it with someone you think could benefit. See you next time. One of the big things we had to write from this that was we're going to push that it's New Zealand made. New Zealand made carries a lot of weight outside New Zealand. People don't realize that. Well, you're by New Zealand and uh, we were really motivated by your professionalism at the outset when we first contacted you and that gave us the confidence to reach out to the rest of the New Zealand community to support this. We'll get two, three, four, five inquiries every day from people. And, and, and their only question is, are your products made in New Zealand? You know, they, they don't want to know anything else. We knew there was demand in the market for uh, a New Zealand-made product, firstly, a natural New Zealand-made product. We have got New Zealand made. That was the first thing I signed up to. I was really proud of that. And um, you were very welcoming. So thank you, Ryan. I think it's very, very important to sell in New Zealand as a New Zealand-made product. Originally, we were having to import components from overseas. 
it wasn't until we shifted to our carbon fiber model that we were able to say that the product was made in New Zealand and that was a huge, it was sort of a big goal for me. I wanted to have complete control over the manufacturing of it. Definitely it's something that we've been belonged to right from the beginning and it's just put trust, especially New Zealanders, into our product. We've noticed recently people have become so much more discerning about they will up front and say to you, is it really made here? And not have to rely on other countries and important components, especially in times like these, I'd, I'd, be, I'd have no stock. Being up to front up to that and show your logo and say, well, you know, I don't think a lot of people understand that you have to have a license to show that logo. We have also New Zealand made on some of the other brands selling over overseas. And it's something that people are looking for. The little triangle has been a part of our brand for a long time. Is that a, an investment or is it a cost? Yeah, can we can we spend it given what's going on? Uh, no, it's actually good value for us. Yeah, we we are a Kiwi company. We are proud of Kiwis. It instantly had a, a fruitful conversation, without any dancing around or holding back, or everything came out, and that was that was part of the how, why it was so invaluable. And so the best way to do that is to, to join the buying the making campaign, right? So. I, as you will see on any of my social media stuff, like, yeah, I put the buy news in a bait logo. I plaster on everything I can plaster on. But just being able to prove to people that it is New Zealand made and that we've got a story, it's great. You know, pretty proud to be able to do that.